You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hi, everyone. Hello. Um, so we're back. We're back again. Back again. You can't get rid of us. Yeah. Um, so we have some exciting news. We just um, posted about it on our Instagram stories last week, and we're pumped to officially get the word out there, mm-hmm. spread the word. Bring all your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be amazing. So April 4th, mark your calendars, 6 o'clock in Back Bay in Boston at the St. James Street WeWork. WeWork, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our favorite guests, Charity Lighten, is mm-hmm. coming out to visit us. She's coming in person. In person. So we she, feel so special. So special. <laughs> like, she is, you know, we, we love her. Um, so she's going to be in Boston talking about gut health. She's going to be answering all of your pressing questions. Mm-hmm. Why your farts smell the way that they do. <laughs> Which has really been a struggle for me. <laughs> struggle. TMI, yep. but also yep. not. Why you haven't pooped in four days, aka me. It's fine. We <laughs> have been struggling. Yeah, so, so we really need Cherry to come out here. <laughs> we do. ASAP. And she is such a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think I've done so much research by myself. You guys know I've had a ton of gut health issues, so I've definitely like you know, steeped myself in trying to research, but Mm -hmm. talking to Charity, I feel like she's just such a pro Mm -hmm. and she knows so much more than like so many resources Mm -hmm. out there. Yep. And she's an absolute girl boss. As you know, she's the CEO of Silver Fern brand, which is one of our favorite brands um, for probiotics and protein powder. Um, So we're just going to have such a good night. We're going to start off the night with a a quick yoga session from our favorite instructors, Wendy and Mike. Mm -hmm. Um, They're from Core Power and they're they crush it every time. Mm-hmm. They're insane. So they're going to teach yoga. Then we're going to have dinner from Dig In. Yes. Love Dig Yes, in. yes. And TBD what they provide, mm-hmm. but word on the street, it's going to have a gut health yeah, twist. Yeah, it's going to be a special dinner just for you. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to leave with this awesome goodie bag of some of our favorite products, our favorite brands that we just love to highlight, and we mm-hmm. want you guys to be able to experience it as well. Yeah. So... Um, click the link in our bio for tickets. We also post it on our secret Facebook group, which mm-hmm. you should be a part of. Um, the link is in there, and we'll probably be posting some little, you know, treats for yeah, you in there. Maybe even some giveaways. Yeah, maybe a giveaway just for our Facebook group. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We've done it before. Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> just watch. <laughs> um, so we hope you can make it. It's gonna be fabulous, yeah. and you'll be hearing way more about yeah. it. Yeah. in the coming weeks. And like on it obviously I'm so excited to go and host and be part mm-hmm. of this panel. But if I wasn't part of this, I would totally go to this. Oh, for sure. It's going to be amazing mm-hmm. and I'm just like so excited to yeah. learn right along mm-hmm. with you guys. Yeah, and it's I mean it's gender neutral. I mean, 
men have these issues too. So, you know, bring your guys. I'm bringing Our husbands will be there. The infamous John and Dan. (laughs) Dan needs some gut health. Yeah. Yeah. Boosting. Yeah. So So it's going to be a great night. Um, But transitioning into today's episode, um, before we get into it though, we have another pet peeve to share with you. Yeah. And we're going to poll in our Facebook group yeah. as well because I love to see people's thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And it may seem like we complain a lot about stuff, but really we just have strong <laughs> opinions. We do. There's <laughs> some specific pet peeves that right. like... Well, and I feel like it's nice to talk about it openly yeah. and yeah. then, you know, people will agree with you, disagree with yeah. you, healthy conversation. Exactly. And it's we're all about just, just you know, being just open and honest. It. Yeah. yeah. So this is the issue. So wearing any kind of shoe in the airport that doesn't come with a sock. Yes. yes. Like no one needs to be barefoot in an airport. Yeah. And I will say I definitely have done it before. Yes. And looking at my feet after Disgusting. and seeing like the black dirt mm-hmm. on them probably won't do that again i think i did it once in college i think i I was like traveling home for the summer and i was just not thinking like oh it's summer i'm just gonna wear um sandals and yeah i regretted that instantly yeah and obviously like if you have tsa pre-check you don't have to take your shoes off but i still don't want to see your feet yeah you don't need to see other people's toes yeah no i'm with you on that Although, and also, too, I feel like a pet peeve for... Well, no. I have another airport pet peeve <laughs> oh, that we haven't okay. even talked about. When people breathe down your neck in security, no. and I'm like, take a step back, mm-hmm. sir. Like, you will get <laughs> through exactly. two minutes mm-hmm. after I'm done. But yep. it's like they're stacking bins behind right, you. And right. like <laughs> Or they like, you'll go to grab a bin, and they'll take it. Like, uh, okay. Dan's gotten cut before. Has he really? Yeah. Because he was, like, taking off his belt, and this guy just, like, went no. around him. No. There's a specific policy, Yeah, there's people. an order to these things. Yeah. <sighs> so, Man. wear your socks and wear, just yeah. give a little space. Right. No need to be all up in someone's <laughs> business. You're fine. Yeah. And if you're late for your flight. Tell me. Yeah, exactly. And I will let you exactly. go. Like, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Running late for my flight. Could right. I please just. And, I, and I've had someone do that to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's true. Absolutely. Because if it were me, I would want to do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But instead, people like basically stand one centimeter mm. behind you just like breathing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And they do the same thing when you're lining up at the gate too to get on the plane. Oh, and don't even get me started. Like, you're like in category six, ma'am. <laughs> Back up. This is one. <laughs> Whenever you land and people like spring out of their seat. Right. To get into the aisle. I, I can't. I cannot. Nothing irritates me more. It's making my blood pressure rise. I know. Just talking about it. I know. So we're going to start a poll in the mm-hmm. Facebook group. Just general airport etiquette. Yeah, just anything that you want to share with us that you think <laughs> is right or wrong, please tell us. Please well, do. It's going to be an open discussion. Yeah. yeah. If you agree with us, cool. If not, cool. State your reason. Yeah. <laughs> if not, bye. <laughs> just no, kidding. We are open. We are open to you. Um, but yeah, if there's anything we haven't talked about in an airport that you just want to go off on, please. <laughs> please let feel us free. know. Um, speaking of traveling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, when we were in Europe, John and I were in Europe, um, one of the things as I was packing was trying to decide what vitamins to take 
you know, how to stay healthy. I did forget my column, which was so sad. Mm. Um, but an, a super easy way to be able to take my vitamins every day was using Binto. Mm-hmm. And Binto is um, a company that focuses specifically on women's health um, from your period to menopause, everything in between. Um, and they provide little packets of your daily vitamins based on a quiz that you take. Yes. Yeah, and Susie is just so accomplished. Obviously, we knew she was accomplished, accomplished. but just talking to her, she's just such a professional. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I love is her partner's actually a male. Mm -hmm. So it's just a completely different perspective, but also really progressive, I think. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women's um, brands are started mainly by women. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that she got such a progressive dude Mm -hmm. on board. Yeah, and... And just her mission is one that we definitely align with. I think a lot of it is education, which we are, as you guys know, we're totally for just educating people, letting people know that there are resources out there, Mm -hmm. and specifically women, that you don't have to suffer through your, your, you know, the natural female process. Right. And I kind of talk about it in the episode, but I've been struggling with yeast infections for a while, ever since I started on birth control um and switching off of that it's definitely gotten better but here and there I still have flare-ups and it's crazy that going to a male doctor knowing that you know while I struggle had struggled with it and just wanted to get a prescription Mm -hmm. while I was there I had to go back on a different day once Mm -hmm. I had had another yeast infection for three days so he could take a culture and say yes you have this even though I knew exactly what Mm -hmm. was going on with my body so I think our mission is to Mm -hmm. change um just like the experience you Mm -hmm. have and just like knowing you can go in and advocate for yourself and I I really think that if I could do that experience over I'd say no like Mm -hmm. I need this prescription Yeah. yeah I agree and and we're not trying to say that we hate men or like that they're the worst we love that and you know it's just changing the conversation of women's health which is a big issue in our country specifically which is so crazy because you know we're one of the most progressive countries but for some reason women's health is so far behind yeah yeah. Um, so it was an awesome conversation with Susie. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, she used to be an IVF and fertility nurse as well. So she has a great background, super smart. She's only a couple years older than us, and she it's has crazy. this amazing business. Yeah. Um, but we really hope you learn a lot, and stay tuned for some fun things coming up with Binto. Yes, yes. For sure. Um, as always, you can follow us at Detox and Chill Podcasts on Instagram. Join our f- secret Facebook group. Rate and review. And yeah, let we us know what you, you think. We love yeah. you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited um, for this week's episode. Um, so today we have Susie Welsh on the podcast, who is Binto's founder. Um, she used to be a women's health and fertility nurse, which is awesome. And we definitely want to talk more about that because I find that very intriguing. Um, but we just love to hear, you know, where you started, how you came to be a founder of a company um, and kind of your journey along the way. Um, I know we say a lot of times that, um, you know, a lot of an entrepreneur's journey is ups and downs and successes and failures. So we love to hear just all of the nitty-gritty details so 
I think growing up, I always wanted to do something different. I didn't know what that looked like. But my dad had his own business and my mom was a leader in her career, in her field. And I think watching the two of them and hearing their conversations around the dinner table was really important to me because we had family dinners every night growing up and they would talk about issues they encountered during the day and how to solve them. And then fast forward to high school, I convinced my parents to let me go on a mission trip to Malawi, which is a tiny landlocked country in Southern Africa. And I went for, I think, just over two weeks. And I was 16 years old. And my parents had to sign over custody of me to one of the adults on the trip, which is pretty, or guardianship, I guess, which is kind of crazy. I don't know. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess, they thought I was responsible and they obviously trusted the other adults that I would be traveling with and that I did travel with. And it was really eye opening at such a young age. You know, I, I did grow up um, in a nice area and I was well provided for and very fortunate in so many ways. And so seeing um, lack of access to just fundamental life necessities was incredibly eye opening for me. Mm-hmm. And it definitely put a stamp on my heart and in my mind as to what I wanted to do moving forward. And I knew that I wanted to do something within public health or global health after that trip. But I didn't really realize that I would choose nursing. So that was definitely how I got um, funneled into healthcare and this idea for um my vision of of what I thought health should look like or what it should be. And then I eventually made my way to nursing school. And then out of nursing school, I knew that I really wanted to work at the bedside and get like hands-on physical care so that I could work up my expertise and have that experience. And then that's when I discovered the need for Bento. So all the things in my life really sort of piled up on on top of one of the other yeah no that's so interesting and I that's such an incredible way to have started um, your journey and I'm really curious because I know that you have kind of focused on fertility and even IVF I was reading a little bit about I'd love to hear what prompted that specific focus because I think it's something that people or women in particular are more willing now to talk about, but it's still something that's a little bit taboo. So I'd love to hear how you started to focus on that. Yeah. So my first job out of nursing school was working for a really big um, inner city hospital that served a very urban poor patient population. And it was really fast paced and exciting. And I got to be um, do labor and delivery and postpartum and NICU. And so I had this full picture of what happens at birth and then after. And a lot of the nurses I worked with at the time had actually gone through IVF themselves. And I always thought it was super interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, a piece of women's health that I really knew nothing about for being a nurse, um, you know, 
doing nursing undergrad and then being a nurse for three years. I'm like, wow, I really know nothing about fertility mm-hmm. and how human reproduction even works. So I took a job for a different hospital. I went to work for University of Pennsylvania's health system in their fertility clinic. And I worked as an IVF and fertility nurse. And what that meant was I got to counsel couples coming through for fertility treatments. Um, And if it wasn't couples, it was single women coming in to freeze their eggs. And Mm -hmm. my job as a nurse was to educate them and coach them through the process and manage their IVF and fertility treatments along with the physician that they were seeing. So it was a really unique experience and that you really got to know your patients over time. And some of them you had, unfortunately, for, you know, months on end and even years, um, if things worked um, or if they did work, maybe they came back to then have another child. So Mm -hmm. it was a super interesting time. Yeah, Um, so cool. Yeah, and I also was in grad school. Uh, I worked full-time for Penn Medicine, and then I was in grad school (laughs) part-time for (laughs) at Penn, getting my master's in health leadership and administration. So it was a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. How did you... I mean, getting a little off track here, but how did you balance all of that? Um, Probably not well. (laughs) I remember I would walk to and from work from my apartment. It was about a 30-minute walk both ways. And I would call my mom, and I Uh still do, (laughs) um, every night on my way home. And (laughs) she would always tell me to – I'm a very much a big-picture person, Mm -hmm. Um. And the details can sometimes overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. And she would always tell me to just look at the molehill and not the mountain. Yeah. And just take it one step at a time. Because, yeah, looking back, um, it is a lot. But I think that's just a testament to nurses, too. You know, you totally. have to balance so many things and so many balls in the air and different personalities mm-hmm. and critical situations and you have to think fast um, right? and be able to really act on that. Right. I mean, you're seeing people at their most vulnerable. So to be able to, I think, mentally kind of compartmentalize that away from like your, your own, you know, everyday lives and the things that you're going through and then, you know, giving them the, the best care possible. I mean, we definitely commend you for doing all of that. It's, it's not easy. Um, so I'm sure a lot of that hard work and dedication, um, you know, has followed with you. Um, and being an entrepreneur is also not easy. So how did you transition from, you know, getting your master's, being a nurse and deciding that you wanted to start your own business? I knew when I was working at Penn Fertility that I, wanted to get into the business end of healthcare. So back in nursing school, I had interned for a pharmaceutical company in marketing, and I loved it. I loved the team environment. I loved the idea of working on a product, and I loved the idea that you still got to touch people's lives. And that, for me, sort of 
helped me figure out what I wanted to do in business. And then working for Penn, I is when I realized this huge unmet need. And I had seen it throughout my time working as a nurse. And you really learn once you're working within a health system here in the U.S. how completely broken mm. our health system mm-hmm. is. And we really need to solve that problem. And if you look at the two sectors that are still really ripe for innovation, it's education and healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I grew really frustrated with the fact that health systems move really slowly and there's a lot of red tape and a lot of bureaucracy. And I felt that my strengths weren't going to play to being an entrepreneur. So meaning being a nursing entrepreneur, but within a health system, but that I could really make change and drive my vision for healthcare forward um, by creating an external pressure for health systems and creating something that worked better for women specifically Mm -hmm. as customers, because I think we were so not taken care of when it comes to our health. Yes. Yes. That's really funny. You pointed that out because I was just, while you were, while you were talking, I was thinking about that, that like in particular, I think women's health and maybe you can speak to this. I don't really obviously have any like science behind it, but I know from personal experience, sometimes when I'm seeing a male doctor, whether unfortunately more recently it's it's been for yeast infections but it's almost like they don't like I've been there and been like this is what I have and he's like okay well you need to come back and I need to take a culture and like it's it's just like it's almost like our pain is misunderstood or the struggles that we go through are misunderstood yeah can you speak to that at all sure I think there are a couple different things there so the first is that um Our health system is hurting customers and we as women who have health needs are customers. Mm -hmm. And we have what I call high value customer issues, uh, but that are a lower value to a provider. Mm -hmm. Meaning there are things that are topical or things that could be really treated at home um, or handled in a 24 hour time frame without necessarily having to go in and see a doctor um, or go into a clinic. And I think that's one major issue. And so you see these long wait times. The other thing is that doctors are there, um, you know, and they're meant to prescribe. Mm -hmm. And so we as women and as a U.S. health system and now as a culture or society have been taught that, uh, this is where my vision for health comes in is that we look only to sick care Mm -hmm. and prescription drugs. Yep. And wouldn't we be better off as an economy if we looked at preventative care, Mm -hmm. meaning reaching women where they are, which is in their homes and in their communities and using over the counter products first and, I think you've just experienced that. You've experienced one of the big problems in our health system. And, you know, we need to change it. And I think that Binto is the way that we can change how 
women are getting healthcare and how healthcare is delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are totally speaking our language. Um, I, that's uh, that's part of the reason why Meg and I came together is you know our struggles with the healthcare system and and just getting a doctor to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I think is a major issue. Um, yeah. And like you said, you know, they're there to prescribe and, and that's kind of their first line of defense is is like, okay, if you come in with all these symptoms, okay, I'm going to give you this drug. I'm not going right. to, I may not do all the tests that I'm supposed to do, but you know, this might help. It might not, it might make you worse. And then you're suffering the consequences down the road. And like that has no effect on the doctor at all. You know, they're kind of just wash their hands of you. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's super frustrating. <laughs> It is. It's frustrating because we as consumers get sort of stuck in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you want to reach out to a healthcare professional, but then you're told that you need a prescription when maybe you really didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Or the other end is to Google everything. Right. (laughs) Right. And talk to your girlfriends and try to figure stuff out for yourself. And then it's a whole nother layer of confusion and feeling overwhelmed. And then well, isn't there a better way of, you know, telehealth or telemedicine mm-hmm. or using what I experienced as a nurse in an IVF clinic, which is when I really feel like it's one of the few times in healthcare where you get such um, open access to a nurse that mm-hmm. you can call, that you can chat with any time that will answer your questions and you actually feel taken care of without... Um, having to come in for every little thing. Meanwhile, I mean, they do come in every day Mm -hmm. for blood work and ultrasounds, but that's a whole different thing. Right. But just that, that relief of not having to Google stuff. And Mm -hmm. so again, that point of how can we come back and take care of you in your home, which is what Mm -hmm. a lot of other societies Right, exactly. And and I think this is a great segue into um, what differentiates Binto. So tell us about your um, service model and just kind of the, um, you've mentioned the mission already, but kind of um, just what you're trying to do in the world and how you're trying to help those women who are struggling with all of these issues that we've talked about. Yeah, so we are, we operate as a direct-to-consumer business. So you can find us online. Everything is through our website. And I really believe like we're a healthcare company, but then we have two segments underneath that. And that's the use of technology um, and building technology to serve women while also formulating a line of products. So when we started, we were more of like a birch box model, mm-hmm. meaning I would it was really my way of just testing, like, am I crazy or is this idea really going to work and are women going to buy this? Mm -hmm. Um, and does it make sense? So women would come onto our site, they would fill out, um, a survey and it wouldn't even pop up with what products they were getting. They would fill out their email and we would just generate an email out to them after. And it was only for fertility. And so we were, getting women their prenatal vitamin. We were using probiotics. We would get them their DHA omega-3, which is really critical for fertility and 
for pregnancy, um, for fetal Mm -hmm. brain development, and a whole bunch of other different products. But I quickly realized that we, I was having to go to so many different supplement brands to find what I wanted. And even then I didn't really like what was on the market. And then when we did a whole market sleep, we realized, well, there were really wasn't a supplement or over-the-counter brand out there that was just for women's health, Mm -hmm. but that looked at the whole spectrum. So helping women when they're just getting their period. So in like the middle school, high school years, all the way through menopause and even after. Mm -hmm. And so we could be that brand. And so that's what we do now. We manage women starting from just needing help with managing their periods, regulating their cycle, um, maybe without turning to a birth control first to women who are trying to get pregnant or who have been trying to get pregnant for quite some time, Mm -hmm. getting them products and then through menopause. And now they are all our own supplements. They're our own custom formulations and we package everything in super cute daily packets so that you remember to take it instead of dealing with, you know, 10 to 15 different bottles of supplements that you're, you know, dosing out into little baggies and taking with you or throwing in your bag if you're traveling. And um, as a nurse, obviously medication adherence is something that was really ingrained into me and really important to me when thinking Mm -hmm. about starting this company and the the packaging that we wanted to use. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what we are today. You still come online, you fill out a survey only this time. It's all custom built and you see your supplement routine right away. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's been a, wi- a crazy ride in just three years. But Oh my goodness. Yeah. You guys have accomplished so much. And what I love is the spectrum that you mentioned, because I think, you know, when I was like 13 and first got my period, no one talked to me about how to support that in a healthy way or, you know, make sure I'm getting all or make sure I was getting all of the right vitamins and minerals and everything that comes along with that. Um, and then spanning to menopause, which I also feel like it's like a totally unspoken about thing that women go through. And it's crazy because we're all going to go through it. (laughs) Yeah, we're all going to go through it. And it'll be interesting to see kind of when, you know, like our generation goes through it, if there's more information out there. But I feel like you guys are really paving the way for that, which is awesome. Yeah, thank you. We're we are working on it. And education is, um, educating women is paramount to what we do and our success. So, um, at the end of the day, content is a huge driver for us. Um, and just making sure that you're getting accurate information. Um, and you're right. Menopause is not talked about and it's a true physiological change that we will all go through. And, you know, why aren't we taught about this in health class? Why aren't we taught about the postpartum experience, whether you want kids or not? Mm-hmm. You know, I think all men and women should know how, you know, important the immediate postpartum stage is for that mom and then how to fill in and how to support that person. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not going to have kids, how can you be there to support your friends? So, Education is really, really important. Um, 
and how we get that out there and how we reach women on every level and at every step of your journey along the way, we want to be there to hold your hand. Yeah. And that, that's amazing. And I also think it's really amazing. Not to, I've used that word like 15 times this conversation. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I think I use it a lot too. Um, but you have a male um, partner who yeah. helped start this this business venture. So I think that's incredibly unique, um, especially for you know a women's health focused company. So can you yeah. talk about how you met him and the story behind that? Definitely. So I let me. I'm going to rewind a little bit. So yeah. I was still at Penn Fertility when I launched this, it'll be three years ago this May. And I had gotten an email about a program at Wharton earlier that winter. And because I was in grad school at Penn, I was able to get in and take this class. Um, and we won that it, you had to create a real business plan. And that's really where we laid the foundation and created Binto. And it was just me. No one wanted to be on my team. I was the only nurse Wow. I'm pretty sure I was the only female-led team. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I might still be the only company out of that group that's around oh, today. That's, but, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we um, we won the pitch competition. I guess it was me because no one was on my team. Right. I won that. We got our first <laughs> angel investor out of it. And I wow. hit the road that summer like in Philadelphia trying to figure out. I didn't even know Philadelphia had a startup scene. I knew nothing about you know, fundraising, how to find investors, what an investor was. Mm -hmm. And so I really, you know, immersed myself in that for a couple months um, while I was still formulating the plan for Bento. And I met this woman at an event. Her name is Kim Ramirez. And she is the founder of an awesome ed tech company called Faxumo. And her brother is Kevin, who mm -hmm. is now her co-founder. So Kevin is really um, the yin to my yang. Mm -hmm. He is a little bit older than me. I'm 30. He's, I think like 40 or something. So it's kind of, it's a really nice balance and yeah. his whole life has been in startups and, um, he's funny. He's always saying that he wants nothing to do with the front <laughs> facing piece. Um, <laughs> just because his background isn't in health, but he's our CTO. So he's our chief technology officer. Mm -hmm. um, and he is very critical when it comes to innovation and in terms of product uh, packaging, automation, um, and how we built that piece of the business out mm -hmm. um, and helping me on the manufacturing and sourcing end. So it, to me, I think when you're looking for a partner or your first hires, it's about finding the right fit and finding someone who matches the yep. skills that you don't have. And that is Kevin for me. Mm -hmm. And it, it works well. We're definitely opposites in a lot of ways, which is fun. Yeah. Um, it makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably, he probably knows way more about women's health than he ever thought. He right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And and such a cool story, too. I think, like you said, it's important to align yourself with those people who you realize have different talents 
um, than you and you can really, you know, grow and, and make something amazing with somebody. Um, so I think, yeah, I think we have time for just one more question, but I'd love to know where you got the name for Binto. Like what does Binto mean? So I had, when I come up with the business idea, when I was still working, I had named it mama's box and it was going to be a cute like (laughs) subscription box company, which is how we started. Mm -hmm. And I, for my Wharton business plan, we had to come up with a name for the company and we couldn't change it for the entire program. And I think I went online to like buy my domain name and set up the website and mama's box was taken. So I really just took pen to paper and was scribbling out any pregnancy fertility related words I could think of, but it stands for bun in the oven. Oh, and most people think of me it's for a bento or a bento box, right? But that is not the case. So it stands Aww. for bun in the oven. But I bun love in the that oven so much. By someone else, so we don't use it. Um, but it is a fun and cute story, and it works so well. Yeah, and bench actually means girl in Arabic, so oh. it has some different meanings that I never would have thought of. So just feels meant to be no that's that's perfect and now that you said that I feel like it's obvious but I totally was going down the bento box path too so that is so cool and I'm so glad that you shared that yeah definitely it is fun it's a fun little secret yeah Awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough for taking the time um, to chat with us tonight. I think we, it's so important to us to, to focus on companies like your own that are focusing on women's health um, and kind of the issues that aren't really talked about, but we really believe need to be brought to the forefront. So we just appreciate you coming on and we can't wait to share this story with our listeners. Yeah. Well, I can't wait either. And I'm so excited to hear that you are spreading the word with your podcast about health and you're right it is important that we support women and help them get the right health care they need so thank you yeah definitely and um just so our listeners know where to find you um instagram facebook website where can they go yes instagram is at my bento b-i-n-t-o Our website is mybinto.com and Facebook, we're just under Binto, B-I-N-T-O. That's how you find us. Perfect. Super easy. Um, Yeah. We're so excited. We, I know for me, I took um, my little packets with me when we traveled around Europe and they were the best. It was awesome. Um, So definitely a firm believer. Yeah. Yeah. And so easy. And And for me, I used to be the person that had, like you said, like 15 different bottles of supplements that were like all like some of them were like the same thing. But I was like, I'm not really sure. So I'm just going to mix everything. Um, And my little bento packets are just like four or five things. And it's so easy. So it's so easy. It's like a gift to yourself. It is. It's like opening like a little package every day. (laughs) Exactly. And we're launching one more thing. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're we're fine. launching a recycling program. Oh, nice. Very soon. So for any listeners, um, sustainability is top of mind for Amazing. 2019. And we're super excited to, to get that launch out. 
Yeah. Well, we love that. Please keep us updated. We are all about sustainability. Um, So, yeah. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Um, And thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us, as always, at Detox and Chill Podcast on Instagram.com. We have some exciting events coming up, so stay tuned for those. And we love you. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)